This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. In times of volatility, which is kind of what we're seeing here to start 2020, why not use the Zacks rank, the style score, and the industry rank to narrow the wish list of stocks you have, especially those value stocks? It kind of can create some order to the chaos instead of just, you know, looking at all the hot stocks or the big growth stocks. If you want those value stocks, we can use any of these uh, different metrics that we have here at Zacks to kind of get us the list um, in a manageable amount of names, so to speak. And I know some of you like these types of investing systems, and I do too. That's why I love the Zacks rank. And remember, the Zacks rank is one, two, three, four, or five. You want the ones or the twos, although. Zach's rank three, which is the hold, is the biggest group. So there's nothing bad with having the Zach's rank threes. And sometimes we have them here on the Value Investor Podcast. Um, but if you try to get just the ones or the twos, that's a universe of a little over 800 stocks. And that's more narrow than, you know, if you include those threes in there. And so we want those strong buys and buy stocks because hopefully we should be able to get some rising earnings estimates if we're getting the number ones and number twos. So that's why we use the Zach's rank. And remember, the rank is just a one to three month recommendation because the rank can change every day. It's basically just generated by the computer based on the analyst estimates that come in. So especially right now during earnings season, the rank can get really volatile and um, you see a lot of changes, especially once a company reports, obviously the analysts will raise or lower for the most part, the earnings estimates for the full year and next year. And that's what the system is tabulating. So keep all those things in mind when you're looking at the rank and on the Zach style scores, those are A, B, C, D, and F. So basically what the grades you got in school, that's a similar method. You want to get the A's or the B's, obviously, and not the F's. Um, and the Zex style scores were developed to be used in conjunction with the rank, but they're always kind of a little secondary to the rank. So the rank should come first and then you should tack on the Zex style scores after it. And they are based on investing styles. So there's one for value, there's one for growth, and there's one for momentum. And obviously we're the most interested in the value one. And just to be honest, I'm not a big fan of the Zach style scores. Uh, I know a lot of people like to use them and it is a good feature to use in addition to the rank, but the style scores um, always are a little bit skewed for me for the value stocks to some extent. Uh, the What they're tabulating in there can be classical valuations, which I like. I like that they're looking at those fundamentals of, you know, PE, price to sales. Some of those are in the value score, but they're also looking at the value of the company versus its peers, which could get a little, little dubious depending on what industry you're in, right? So you may have a semiconductor that has a quite a high PE trading with a 
an A or B on the Zach Style score because versus its peers, it may be cheaper, may be a value, if that makes any sense. So I will look at it when I'm looking at the Zach's rank and some other criteria, but it's not the number one thing I go to. It should always be the rank, should be the first thing you always do. But the the style scores are good to add on on the top as another layer and certainly to find value or growth and momentum. That's a good little um, way to add it into the rank. So we have those two things. And then we also have the industry rank, which is probably the least used, but I do like to use the industry rank. So Zaxx has 255 industries. And so you want to be in the top of the industry rank because it it kind of goes towards uh, what industries are seeing increases in the earnings estimates, basically. So some of the hot uh, growth areas where the analysts are revising those estimates higher are going to be, you know, at the top end of the rank, industry rank, and the say, energy, if those are all being cut now with crude prices falling again, if those estimates are going down, you're going to see energy and um, like agriculture, some of those at the bottom end of the industry rank. And so that also kind of goes to what's happening with the estimates. So combining all three is um, an interesting type of screen to do. And because we can get value plus the good rank, plus the industry being kind of hot and seeing rising um, earnings as well. So these would be, um, you know, very highly ranked Zacks ones or twos, but they're undervalued stocks. So I put together this screen and these are the components that are in it to try to get me some of these criteria of finding these undervalued stocks with the rank and the style scores and the industry rank. So I did put in the Zach's rank of a one or two. So already we know we're only going to get just over 800 stocks. So that's going to limit the universe to some extent. Then we had the Zach's value style score and I included A or B because those are the ones we want to get with the ranks of ones or twos. Those are the best performers on the back testing. And then the Zach's industry rank, I did the top 50%. Um, so that's higher than a little bit over one 27 or so. So you've got to be in the top 50% for that one. And then on the PE, um, I did a couple different PEs on this one. So I included the trailing and that one is under 20. So it's a little more generous on what stocks could be in here on the PE side. And then I also looked at the forward PE, which should get me, um, you know, cheap stocks looking forward for the rest of this year. And that was also under 20. And then I included the peg to get a growth component in there because I'm being a little greedy in the screen. And I feel like eh, if I'm going to get some value, why not throw some growth in there too? Why not get the most uh, powerful combination for value investors, which is growth and the value. So the cheapness with the growth there are some of those stocks. So the peg is less than the one. And then I included a price 
uh, limits. So I did stocks over $5 because I really didn't want to get, you know, the $2 stock in this types of screen. And then I included average 20 day volume of over a hundred thousand to make sure again, that some people are in the stack, someone's noticing it and it's not just, you know, um, kind of out there with no, nobody paying any attention. I, I do feel too, since we have the rank in this screen, it would be hard to get um, a real small volume on a, a rank stock, but never say never because sometimes it does happen. But that means, you know, you got to have analyst coverage if you're getting the rank. So uh, usually you don't get the the 5,000 a day volume type stocks, but never say never. So I'm including that in this screen as well. So generating the screen with all of these criteria, I thought it would be pretty uh, small what I got back. I was expecting even like five to 10 stocks maybe, but it was more than I thought. I got 25 stocks with this screen. So that's pretty impressive. And what areas are these in? It's, it is a mix of industries, a lot of financials. That shouldn't be a surprise because we've been covering them on the show for the last year, year and a half because the financials are still cheap. Some drug stocks, transports, um, energy, again, of course, because the energies are cheap too. They're hated. Um, not, not much tech though. You're not going to get much tech in these kinds of groups. I tried to find anything in there and I managed to find one. So yeah, you're going to be pretty much excluded if you're looking for undervalued uh, stocks with the good ranks and style scores. So what are in what stocks are in this group? I picked out five as I usually do, and I tried to go for a little bit different names than some of the ones we have been covering. And so I don't I don't think there's going to be like real huge surprises in what these are, but um, so far are interesting. So you might want to do some deep diving research or add them to your watch list and see what goes on with them. Okay, so the first stock is a financial and it's Citigroup, which I don't think I've mentioned for quite some time on the podcast. So the ticker is C and they have already reported earnings for the fourth quarter. They are a Zacks number two with a value score of B. They have an industry rank of 21. So these big banks are highly ranked right now, probably because most of them have all reported and those analysts estimates are going up. Has a peg of 0.76 and a PE of just eight. So I'm liking all that. They do pay a dividend. I didn't check to see what it is right now, but the dividends are pretty nice on these bigger banks as well. So Citigroup is the first stock. The second one is in the transport side, and I wanted to do a different airline than some of the other ones we've been talking about in the past. This one is Copa Holdings, ticker CPA. And if anyone's flown into Panama, you know this airline because they have a huge hub in Panama City, not Florida, but Panama, the country of Panama. And they are a code share with United. So if you're going down to Central America, Copa is one of the big airlines that will fly there, but they have quite a few routes now in the United States as well, um, mostly flying down to Central and South America. So um, keep that in mind, but uh, they are an interesting one of the airlines here, and they're also a Zacks rank number two with a B value score. Their peg ratio is 0.66. They have a PE of 10.5. 
they have an industry rank of 42. So I like that because they're definitely in the top 50%. They haven't reported earnings yet. So you might want to check in when they do. They're scheduled on February 12th. So keep that in mind if you're listening to this podcast. After February 12th, they've already reported and you might want to go check in and see what they're saying. With those crude prices coming down, that should help the airlines somewhat here. But the coronavirus and some other things could be putting a little bit of a damper. I don't think COPA flies to China. So that's a good thing. But um, I'm not 100% certain on that. So you should be checking on anything like that. Okay, number three stock is LPL Financial. And I know we've talked about them in the past. Um, LPLA is the ticker, but they are a big financial advisory company with a brokerage. So this is on the financial side, obviously. They are Zach's number one, and they have a a style score of A for value. PEG is 0.82, PE is 12, industry rank is at 60. And they are reporting on January 30th, which is the week that I am recording this podcast. So you might want to tune in or check it out if you're listening to this after the 30th. So that's something to keep in mind with some of these stocks they have not reported yet. Okay, the the fourth one is the one that's kind of on the tech side. I mean, it is, but it's not the tech you are hoping for. It's not in the cloud and it's not a software, but it's Synex and that's S-Y-N-N-E-X, ticker S-N-X. They've been cheap for forever. I know I've probably talked about them here at some point. They are Zach's number one with a value score B. They've already reported and they announced that they are splitting into two companies, which should be coming up soon. So they are going to separate into concentrics, which is going to be one that's going to be like customer experience. And then Cynics will still be a standalone and they are on the IT distribution side in America and Japan. So a lot of people think IT distribution is kind of boring on the tech side, but you're getting your big desktop or um, you know your big office configuration from somebody. And when the economy is this good, a lot of people are buying you know, technology equipment. So Synex, one to watch. Um, The PEG is 0.96 right here. PE is just 10. Industry rank is 35. So if this splits into two, could be interesting to um, unlock some value there in concentrics. And the fifth stock is a retailer. There were a couple retailers on this list and I chose this one, Foot Locker. FL is the ticker. Um, industry rank surprisingly is in the top 50 at 96. So it's not at the very top, obviously, but it's still in the top 50%. This is a Zach's number two with an A for value score. PE is just 7.8 and the PEG is 0.87. So much depends on what's going on in the shoe industry, obviously, and especially basketball shoes with Foot Locker. So Nike's a big uh, customer of theirs as well. Keep all that in mind when you're looking at some of these retailers, but a lot of retailers good on the value side right here. And um, just rounding out on a side bit of news about value stocks, it's out in the press this week that Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway have sold out of all of his newspapers. So Berkshire Hathaway, for the first time in decades, is out of all the newspaper business. And they sold it for just $140 million to Lee Enterprises, which I think was already basically running some of the papers or managing them. 
So they already know what they're getting and have experience. And this included the Omaha World Herald, which is in Warren Buffett's hometown, and the Buffalo News, which he's owned like forever. I didn't go back to look and see when he bought it, but that's one of the older holdings. There's 31 daily newspapers in 10 states. There's 49 paid weekly publications and 32 print publications, along with digital sites for a lot of these newspapers. But Buffett was always a big fan of the newspapers. And, you know, if you're a certain age, you're kind of like, why? (laughs) Who would want to buy a newspaper business today? That's like a dying business, right? It's been struggling for a decade or if not more. And um, Buffett himself has said that earnings are on the decline in the newspaper industry, but he still was holding on to them, maybe as a bit of nostalgia. Other of us who are investors should have known to get out of the newspaper business um, a, a number of years ago. Let's just say that there are other communications businesses you could be in, even something like Facebook, which has replaced um, or Twitter, which both have replaced newspapers to some extent as a place where people go to get their news. But um, Buffett finally throwing in the towel and getting out of all of his newspapers here, it is kind of like a um, seminal moment for Berkshire Hathaway because these companies used to have moats and the moat was the classified ad. If you wanted to sell something, if you wanted to have a garage sale, you were beholden to your local newspaper. You went, you paid 10 bucks to put an ad in, or you want to hire someone. If you wanted to find an apartment, all of this stuff, you put that ad in there and the newspapers cleaned up on classified ads until they didn't, until Craigslist and the internet and all of that digital advertising came along and just basically classifieds no longer had a monopoly. So... Another thing to keep in mind as a value investor, um, always uh, be on top of what your businesses are doing just because it had a monopoly at some point or a big moat doesn't mean it's always going to have that. And there's always innovation in every industry. So um, that's why you got to keep watching your companies, keep checking in, even those with big brands and what you think are good businesses may Um, suddenly, you know, when you're not paying attention, cease to be. So always pay attention to those earnings estimates. Warren Buffett knew this. That's why he's warned over the last couple of years that the earnings are on the decline. And any good Zach's investor would know if those earnings estimates were being cut year after year after year, that's a sign. Maybe that's a business you don't want to be in. So that's why this screen is kind of fun this week. It's a good reminder of using the Zacks rank and the rising earnings estimates to try to find companies that are, um, you know, at least something good is going on there that the analysts are raising those estimates here. And that's something I like to look at. And um, I feel like most investors can really use that tool. So let's recap the stocks we talked about. So Citigroup is C, Copa Holdings, CPA, LPL Financial is LPLA, We had Synex, which is breaking into two. I don't know how soon, but maybe soon, probably in the next couple of months here, SNX. It did get a big boost off of the earnings and this 
announcement, but has pulled back a little bit here um, in the volatility. So keep that on your watch list. Foot Locker, FL, and Berkshire Hathaway now finally getting rid of its newspapers. BRK.B is the B shares. And as always, I will be back again next week with some more value stocks. So you don't want to miss a single episode. Um, you can get us on a lot of places on SoundCloud, but we're there with the Zach's Market Edge. So you'll get two podcasts for one basically over there. But we're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But as you know, you can get us anywhere these days. Just type in the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick and you will find us. So be sure to subscribe and I will be back again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identify described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.